You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 40. Today's guest is here to simplify that mysterious thing we call SEO. In simple terms, it means search engine optimization. But what was never clear to me in the past became crystal clear in this interview. If you're thinking of hiring someone to optimize your site, or maybe you'll go at it alone, be sure to listen to John's tips to be certain that you're getting the results that you want. Hi, John. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, Maria. I'm excited to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I would love to start by asking how you started your SEO business. Ooh, so that's a long-winded question because I started this agency seven years ago. So 10 years prior to that, so I finished my university degree for business finance. My first job was actually doing sales and I was doing advertising sales and it was traditional advertising sales. So a lot of ad space and print media directory advertising. I -hmm. dabbled into affiliate online advertising as well. So I spent 10 years really understanding customers, what their buying behaviors were, what business owners really cared about and wanted when they were spending money on advertising. So seven years ago, I started this agency not knowing anything about SEO. I didn't really have the technical background or skill set. I was a salesperson. I knew there was an opportunity that I wanted to really get into and help business owners navigate the digital world and generate more visibility from search engines. And I didn't want to play in the ad space of Google. So I really want to understand how Google algorithm worked. And that's how I started. Oh, gosh, that's amazing. Let's talk about SEO. So I have hired SEO experts in the past, but I was always left wondering what it was that they did to my site. You know, I couldn't quite understand or see what they had done. So I was just wondering if you could demystify what it is that you do to a site when you're hired. Yeah, so it's a very complex um, question because with SEO, there's so many moving parts. And there's experts in so many different areas of of SEO, right? There's content pieces, which is the buyer journey, understanding that customer, that avatar, and creating content that compels and captures people's attention so that they can actually follow through. Then, of course, there's the technical aspect, which is what the developers do to ensure that everything is done indexed properly, speed is compressed. Then there's the backlink amplification aspect, which is trying to amplify your message across other platforms so that there's signals that Google will send to you. Then there's the reputation management aspect. Then there's social aspect. There's a lot of moving parts. And you cannot just hire one person to do everything, right? And that's what the problem a lot of people think they can do. They can probably save money trying to do it freelancer style or doing it one time, or they think just content will do the trick or building a web new website will do the trick. Well, I've learned over the last seven years is you need 
everything. And you need to constantly do it very well because there's constantly monitoring, changes, fixes, competitive analysis, and just a lot of moving parts that's always going on to really provide the best user experience for your customers. But ultimately, what Google is looking for is to amplify you as the expert. So ultimately, it's positioning yourself as that thought leader, the authoritative figure. And therefore, there's a lot and not just one. Hopefully that makes sense, Maria. Yes, yes. No, it does. So that's the other question I was going to ask is it sounds like it might be different if you maybe if you have a blog, a website, or let's say you have a Shopify store or an Etsy store. So SEO probably seems to be different for each platform. And then I was also curious about social media platforms. Does SEO also encompass those as well? So SEO, what we focus on is search engines, optimization, and primarily Google, because that's where most of the people go looking for products or services or businesses. When you are on social media, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you're going there to potentially find or ask your friends or community if they know of someone. It's more of a referral source, community-based. So that's why it's the social aspect. And you're interrupting people's attention by putting an ad that may appear. Got it. So with SEO, it's more organically found on Google, which Google then positions you as that branded expert or thought leader of that product or service that you want to be known for or as. So what we do is we help businesses or owners or brands or companies uh, position themselves as that expert for that niche or that local area. Just to give you an example, there's dentists, there's lawyers, there's chiropractors, physiotherapists, all these people want to be known for that field, right, of expertise. So that's what we make them become. Got it. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense, especially when you talk about having a specific niche. I think a lot of times as a creative entrepreneur, I find that, you know, sometimes when you narrow down what you're doing to just one or two things, it really feels like you're leaving a boatload of potential customers on the table. So I feel like a lot of times we say we can do this, we can do that and I can do that and I can sell this. So before you know it, you're really not becoming an expert in anything. So I would imagine that probably makes the SEO aspect impossible. It's almost like you're telling me that you really should niche down so that you have a specific field that you're well known for. That's exactly what it is because people get too focused on being the expert for everything and they don't do anything very good. So I always start the opposite way, which is you as a business owner really focus on who your ideal customer is. And these could be, if you've been in business for a couple of years, talk to the five or 10 of your best clients, pick out what that personality trait is, who they are, what they like, where do they reside? How do they shop? What's their family income? Get to really know them. That's your ideal avatar. Once you understand who that is, create your website and any marketing material or campaign to attract more of those people. Because without that insight and knowledge, you're going to go blind. And as much as you do surveys and you do forms and you know you go out there trying to get volunteers to really know if that's your ideal customer, unless they're paying you, unless they pay you on time and they're a loyal customer that would strongly recommend you and refer business to you, those are your ideal customers. And 
It takes time to uncover that, but it's definitely worth it to really know who you want to go after. Yes, that makes all the sense in the world. And when you give the examples of a dentist or a chiropractor, it makes sense where you can see like if the dentist said, oh, I'm a dentist, but I also do cosmetic surgeries and maybe I'll do a couple chiropractic appointments. So that person would obviously not rank well because they're not an expert in anything. So I think the hard part is for a creative person to take the same approach and just narrow down one thing that they're good at. You just have to start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And do it very, very well. And that's all you need, right? Once you are a niche expert, people come out seeking you, right? And you might not need to branch out to be very broad, right? Until you're ready to go into different markets or different niches, but really own it, really be that expert so that you can cater towards answering every single question, problem, concern that that customer will throw at you. That's why I always focus on when I take on any new client, because without that insight or without that information, it's hard for me to help them uncover that or help them get more leads that is your ideal tribe. Well, is there a certain number, say if you write a blog or if you have a website, is there a certain number of posts or frequency that would help your page be found? Or does it really just boil down to SEO? In other words, is there a a secret formula? So it's not the frequency. It's more about the content, well-researched depth, quality. That's way more important. So don't worry about how often. Worry about what substance you're putting into that piece of content. What really resonates with users is they want to read something that they really are passionate about and they, they're they interested in, right? So how engaged are they? What kind of content piece are you providing? Is it audio, images, video? Is it written? And if it is, how compelling is it so that they will comment or share or write something in response to you? So Focus on quality as opposed to frequency, really to position yourself as the expert. Because if you don't do that in the onset, how do they know what you offer, what services you provide, and how do you position yourself as that leader in the industry? So in that scenario where you're saying that, you know, you might have pictures and articles, is are you also going into photographs and tagging them properly? So I know when I upload something into a blog post, I always have little fields that I can put, you know, information about that photograph. I mean, is as SEO does that reach into those things as well, or is that separate? Yeah. So alt image tags attributes. Um, make it easy for someone who's going on Google Images to potentially find your image if they search a keyword. So the ultimate reason you're doing all these things to optimize images, content, is for Google or potentially your customers to find them if they're searching for you or for for that product or service or that question, right? So yes. You're doing this just like when you have a folder structure on your computer, right? It's for you to easily navigate and find things as opposed to Google trying to determine that 20 character numbers, they have to uncover what exactly you're trying to mean with with that character. So what you're trying to do is make it easy for Google and your customers to find what they're looking for by using words to describe the images. That makes a lot of sense. When I was blogging ages ago, I always left all of those fields blank. I just assumed it was 
I, I don't know what I thought. I just left everything blank. And then I learned that, no, you actually should be putting information that relates to the, f- the picture. But the way you explained it makes it easy to understand that that is what guides people to your site if they're looking at images. Yeah, it's these little things that people kind of overlook or take for granted. Mm-hmm. So you being a blogger or you upload images, photographs on Etsy or on your Shopify site or on your website, it's just a habit that you have to make certain that you're doing. And if you're doing it yourself, like a simple CMS website where you can upload a SEO plugin like Yoast or All-in-One, which is free, they'll actually mm-hmm. give you like guidelines. So they'll, they'll tell you step-by-step what you should do to optimize that page, right? Okay. So right. that's more on-page SEO for you to make sure that you're doing things properly so that maybe potentially customers will find you, but that's not everything in regards to what SEO encompasses, if that makes sense. Right. Yes. Because apart from optimizing a post, you also need to optimize your site, correct? Yes. So that's more of the bigger picture, which is more the branding aspect, which is your domain name, your age of company name, as well as everything else, like big picture things. Do you think it's possible anymore to create a site and let it grow organically without hiring an expert? I guess I'm going back thinking to when blogging or websites first started out, it just just seems hard for me to to imagine that everyone was hiring experts back in the day. Do you think that that growth is still possible with how saturated the market is? I think it's definitely saturated, but there's good and bad to everything. And there's a lot of people trying to do, trick the system and hack their way to fast results. So if I'm always about slow and steady, always wins the race, doing things right the first time. And if you are into learning about SEO, there's free information out there. There's tons of websites. And this is something if you're interested in doing, right? But again, if you're a business owner, you probably don't have a lot of time. And a lot of people forget, like they can make way more money doing what they love doing, which is if you're trained in dentistry, you go and take care of your patients and earn hundreds of dollars an hour versus trying to learn, make mistakes, learn, make mistakes, doing something that might frustrate and stress them out and never get good results. So people pay for expertise when they have funds and they believe that they're not good at something and they want someone else to do it to speed up and shrink time for them. You know, we've had some talks about branding. And although it can feel overwhelming or even confusing, using a tool like Canva makes this necessity a breeze. You can create and save your color scheme so that all of your promotions and posts have a cohesive look. Everything is drag and drop, and what can be better than that? You can try Canva for free and enjoy 200,000 free photos to use for your campaigns, or you could try Canva Pro and create GIFs, use your own fonts, create unlimited folders for your designs, and honestly, there are a ton of other amazing features. Take the hard work out of creating your posts with Canva. I'll have the link for you in the show notes to get started for free today. Now back to the show. And I love the example of, say, for instance, a plumber right? He comes in five minutes in, 
he troubleshoots, fixes it, and charges $500. Everyone's like, wow, that's expensive, whatever. Well, it took them 40 years to uncover and diagnose and train and go to so many house calls to actually know what needed to be. So it's very similar to any expertise, any service or product that you're buying, right? Or seeking out. You pay for that because you expect someone to know exactly what to do. Right. It's almost like you're paying for the shortcut as opposed to you spending all of your time in something that really probably isn't your calling. And it's going to, like you said, I've, I, I've tried it the long way. <laughs> and then I realized, you know what, it's just going to be a lot easier if I hire somebody. And then like you said, I can focus on either producing more podcasts or making more jewelry, whatever it is that's on my plate for the day that I know I'm qualified to do. I can do that and let the experts do what they're supposed to do. Exactly. And that's, I guess, as an entrepreneur, that's the journey you have to go through to really uncover where you want to focus your time, energy and efforts, because there's things that's going to drain you, stress you out, and you really aren't interested in doing because you dread it. You might hate accounting and numbers. You might hate sales and marketing. Go out there, hire someone that loves and are very passionate doing it. And it saves you a ton of time, money, effort, stress, everything else that goes with it. Yes. And for some reason, that's the hardest part is giving up that little bit of control because it almost feels like you're splurging. But in essence, you're actually helping your business out because you're allowing yourself to be in your craft. And it's hard when you're starting off, you feel like, this is your baby. You need to be involved with everything. But as you grow and evolve and you find yourself spinning wheels and not growing as fast as you want, or you're not doing things that you love and are passionate anymore, you realize it comes to a time you got to invest. You got to really put money where your weaknesses are in order for you to scale and grow your business. I have heard that to hire your weakness. And I think once you just absorb that and believe it, I feel like it takes away all the pressure from whether you're making the right choice or not. Because if it's your weakness, you really are going to be benefiting from hiring somebody else. So John, I had another question about your business. Can you explain what you do for clients? So if somebody says that they need SEO help, how does that process look? Yeah. So for us, we are a full service SEO boutique agency. So we help with businesses to get more visibility online. So they usually have been in business for a while. They are offering a a service, I would say, not in particular a product because product plays are a little bit different because people go to Etsy, they go to Amazon, they go to destination sites as opposed to searching these products out on Google. Because usually on Google, Amazon appears or Etsy appears anyway. So might as well utilize that platform where all the buyers are already appearing. So with services, we focus on local businesses. What I mean by local is I live in Toronto. So within that marketplace of Toronto, we have the dentists, the lawyers, physio, chiro, et cetera, kind of clients. And what we focus on is helping them become more prominent online. So they might have a storefront, they might have a website, and they might have advertising in place, but they're not getting the quality leads that's ongoing, that's consistent, their type of persona, ideal tribe. So we really focus on developing a campaign that will get them where they want to be, which is top first page of Google, but ultimately getting them good return on their investment. And that's why we have to do a full service campaign because there's too many variables to really just do content really well or backlinks very well. We need to do everything very well so that Google 
and and not just Google, the competitors, they're usually with another agency. They might have in-house experts as well, but we have all the softwares and it's the same software out there. It's all about track record, just using your toolkit, your people, your resources, the best way. And that's what we found the best, which is just being honest, transparent with clients and letting them know that we're in it for the long term with them to really grow and scale their business alongside them versus just a one-time thing. So do those campaigns and the plan that you outline for your client, does that include advertising or is it just done through narrowing down your message? So we don't spend money on ads. So from Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram, we don't touch ads. We actually really focus on owning their brand so that they become more of an, a thought leader or authoritative figure. Because when you position yourself as an expert on Google or in front of your users, they will eventually find you and reach out for your service. Because they believe Google has already done their job vetting the best service provider for that given keyword. And that's what you want to be known as. Just like when people are going to a conference, you see people speaking on the stage and they could be keynote speakers, they could be any speaker, but they believe that those speakers are experts in their specific topical content, right? So what you want to portray your business as is whenever someone's typing in a product or service that you offer, you want to be on that first page near the top so that organically even, because that user believes that they are finding the best match in terms of that keyword with the business that offers that product or service. Oh, wow. You explained that so well. That makes perfect sense now. And how about this? What is the fee to hire a professional? Or I know that it probably varies, but what does that look like if somebody wanted to hire you to do some SEO work? Yeah. So it ranges because we have to take a look at your situation, right? Do we need to redo your website? How much time and effort is involved? And what has been done previously? If it's a brand new website, who are your competitors? Which keywords do you want to rank for? What has these other companies done and how long did it take? So there's a lot of variables that come with a quote. And that's why we're more of a boutique because we analyze everything. We, we want to ensure that we're doing the best we can and we take on clients that actually match our profile of our ideal customer. But it ranges. It ranges. We have low end $1,000 a month and high end, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month. And we do a year contract. So it's a little bit different, but it's more about the relationship that we're working with clients on. So it's, it's not a one and done, like you do one year and then you're done. In other words, it's something where it would be an ongoing. Is it? Does it become more maintenance after, say, a year or is it still a monthly it's, um, procedure? yeah. The challenge with SEO is it's always evolving and your competitors are always trying to overtake you. So it's always an ongoing battle with not just who you want to be, but who your competitors are going after as well. So people think it is a one-time thing, like you build a website, everyone will flock into your business or you do one-time SEO with on-page and everyone will flock into your business. That's not the case because it's an ongoing basis of always providing more fresh content, relevant information, build your authority up. It's like, you know, when, you, when you're an expert, you cannot just sit back and wait for 
things to come at you. You got to continue earning that, if that makes sense. Like yes. sports or when you're a speaker or a coach or whatever it is, you constantly have to evolve and pivot and learn to, to get better. You can't just stop. Of course, during this pandemic, there's less shoppers and there's less people out there. However, people that are proactive and optimistic, they're the ones that actually win with this whole search world because more and more people are spending time online doing due diligence. They're not clicking on ads as much as they used to because they were in a rush or in a hurry. Now people want to find out and vet who they want to work with. And that's why SEO becomes way more important today than ever before. And I also think that people, maybe because business is slow, you know, business owners are also starting to say, well, now is the time to fix my SEO, fix my listings, fix my offers. I feel like now is a time where a lot of people are doing that maintenance. So once the floodgates open up again, hopefully soon, (laughs) you know, maybe everyone would be more prepared and their businesses could be set up in a better way. Yeah. And I look at it as a long-term strategy versus advertising, which is one-offs, like you're renting Mm -hmm. space, right? Because I did work in traditional advertising, print, brochures, trade shows, ads and directories, and then digital ads like social media, Google ads. There's advertising, which is pushing stuff at people. You're renting that space. But imagine owning that space. It's a different story. Very similar to renting a home versus owning a home. You get appreciation, you get equity, and you know ultimately that's what you want in your business. You want an ongoing lead source that is of high quality of your type of clients that you're going after is your ideal tribe or avatar. So that's what SEO should derive for your business. That's a great way of putting it because it does feel like an ad. You Maybe you click on it and then you buy whatever and then you're on to the next thing. Whereas with becoming an expert in something, I think someone will always refer back to you because they know you're the leader in that industry. What would be your biggest tip that you would have for somebody just getting started with their site? I mean, apart from hiring you. <laughs> I would even uh, start with just understanding fundamentals of running a business because there's so many variables of running a business that you really need to have a better understanding of where you want to position yourself in the marketplace, who you are and what do you want to be known as. And go out there, make mistakes, go out there, spend money on ads, go out there, learn everything from all the services that you want to offer and refine it. Really niche down because the fundamentals will never go away. Because with SEO, even if you spend tons of money on SEO, but you have a poor business sense or knowledge or fundamentals, it's going to break. You're never going to be successful. However, if you know how to run a business very well, then you can actually uncover and amplify that message digitally because more and more people are in front of a computer than ever. So now you can just create good pieces of content to speak directly to those audience members that you narrow down to focus on. So fundamentals for sure. But in terms of SEO, like build an awesome website that speaks directly to the customer of your direct avatar personality type that you want to go after. Perfect. So it still sounds like the first step is defining that perfect customer finding out who your avatar is and then continuing to build upon that. 
Absolutely, because without that, I mean, you're going to go blind. You're going to waste a lot of time, money, <laughs> and <laughs> yes. and you're going to be stressed, right? You're going to be like, why is no one knowing about me? And why am I not getting the message across? Well, because you don't even know who you are yourself, right? Exactly, right. Well, John, did you have anything else that you wanted to add that I didn't ask or something that you felt you wanted to add? Entrepreneurship, it's not for everyone, but it's the biggest and hardest adventure of your life. Stay committed, hard work, perseverance. If it's meant to be, you'll know, but it's not for everyone. So do not stress out. It's a lot of fun and a lot of learning, a lot of making mistakes, but go out and do something because the ones that talk about it or say they're going to do things, never do it. The ones that are actually doing something, taking action are the ones that will fail or succeed. At least you have that option to potentially succeed. I'm not sure why people always portray having your own business or being an entrepreneur as just sitting around and taking it easy. (laughs) It's a lot of hard work, like you said. Yeah, it's not for everyone, for sure. But you'll find out if it's for you or not. I didn't even know if I wanted to do this after one year (laughs) because I was stressed working 16, 18 hour days and not even paying yourself, right? Like these are things that no one sees until you actually do it yourself. Exactly. But I think over time, you start to redefine your schedule, your jobs, what you want to do. And then before you know it, it becomes a routine. So I I think it takes a little while, kind of like you said, slow and steady. But I love that idea of just sticking with it, even when there's no pay, then you know, (laughs) then you know, you've got the thing that you want to be doing. Yeah. And stay positive, surround yourself with positive, like-minded people, constantly read, listen, watch, whatever it is to to just educate, be informed. Where can we find your services? So you can check my website out. It's www.localseosearch.ca. So we're based in Canada, but we service clients all across North America, as well as UK, Australia. You can find me on LinkedIn so you can connect to John Vong and I'll be there to answer any of your questions. We also have a podcast and it's a lot of fun because I get to interview great guests and learn about their journey as well. It's called Local SEO Today. So you can check that out. There's a lot of tidbits for a lot of the entrepreneurs who are just starting on SEO as well there. That's awesome. I'll have to tune into that. Well, thank you, John, for sharing all of your insight. You really took the mystery out of it for me. Well, thanks a lot for having me, Maria. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another amazing expert sharing his knowledge on all things SEO. I have to tell you that this interview really made me understand the power of being crystal clear with what a brand stands for. John's practical examples made learning challenging concepts easy to comprehend. From taking your time to narrow down your offers to understanding your ideal client, these tips help define what words you'll want to use to optimize your site, listings, and posts. If you're going to take a deeper dive into SEO, I'll have a link to John's website, podcast, and LinkedIn page. John also has a campaign designed to offer 20 lucky companies with one year of SEO services for free. I'll provide the link for you to apply in the show notes. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job 